if your goals are set in a space-time horizon that is unrealistic, you'll create the emotional feedback. If you don't manage your calendar, someone else will manage it for you. At the end of the day, the mind and the body want you to become congruent and aligned to who you are. But if you don't stand up for what you tolerate, and you tolerate mediocrity, you tolerate people breaking the rules, you tolerate people breaking the culture, you are letting the cancer of it continue to grow. You've got too much going on. Okay. You've got too much going on that you're, you're now in a high stress state. And then whenever you're in a high stress state and you're trying to chase a goal, that's probably not in your values, you're getting stressed out about it. And so when you're trying to chase something that's not really authentic to you, trying to get out of your present, you're going to get feedback of anger and frustration and these emotions and emotionally erratic because of it. Okay. So okay. who's setting these goals that you're supposedly chasing? Okay. And so I your emotions that. are your feedback. Remember that. Your emotions are your feedback trying to get you back to a state of neutrality and balance. I would bet more than not, Danica, based on what you're saying to me, is that you've mm -hmm. gotten away from your highest values and you're functioning in your lower values more and trying to get things in a high stress to, to achieve or chase or whatever it is inside that. But you've gotten away from your own flow. When you're in your own flow and you can stay in that state, then you will create opportunities for growth inside that. But when you're in chasing mode, setting goals that are unaligned to you, incongruent to you, it could be even part of your business, it could be still part of what you do, but they're not congruent to who you are, then what you'll do is you'll create chaos inside that for yourself. And then your fuse will be shorter, blood pressure goes up, uh, emotions go up, testosterone goes up, all that happens because of that. If the goal is too big or something, remember in, in Total Rewire, it's say I, Total Rewire is such gold in so many levels, but I say it is that if your goals are set in a space-time horizon that is unrealistic, you'll create the emotional feedback. If you're not setting a timeline for yourself and you're not setting a true order of what your highest values are, if you don't manage your calendar, someone else will manage it for you. Meaning that they'll push their schedule and agendas on you. And the bigger you get, the more you have to manage your calendar. I'll give you an example of this. Just um, but we had this meeting yesterday and I said to them, I said, I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm willing to do. This is what I can make happen. And I'm going to do it in this way. But someone else says to do it a different way. I don't care what somebody else says. This is what I'm saying I'm going to do. Because if I start getting burned out, I start feeling the pressure behind it. And I don't get to do what it is that's top of my values and the way that I want to live my life, then what's going to happen is I'm going to start resenting people, places, and the things that will eventually shut down from doing it. You're shut down. Okay. You're saying, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. We'll call it depression. We'll call it anxiety. We'll call it stress. We'll call it all these other things. But it's really the body just shutting down because you're not being aligned and congruent to who you are. At the end of the day, the mind and the body want you to become congruent and aligned to who you are. When you do that, you move towards what it is you want to. The brain moves towards the prefrontal cortex, towards the telencephalon, and moves towards what it is you want. When you're functioning from a state of the lower parts of the brain, the brain says, ah, uh, stop, and I don't continue to do go forward. Okay. If you can see that it serves you, it's all a healthy challenge, right? It's all helping right. you, it's all helping you get to the next level. Because whatever challenge that comes up to you, it's something that needs to be, a policy needs to be put in place to organize it. Hmm. 
Okay. Because it wouldn't come to you if it wasn't there to serve you. So what is it trying to teach you? What's, what's, what's it need to be done that it's organized so it doesn't happen? So it's teaching you to stand up for yourself in your style of leadership. Right. What if John Maxwell said that, that I want to conform to my level of leadership? But leadership is the ability to stand up and do it and lead your way, right? Remember this statement, and I hope you all get it because I've had to use this in my company the last two weeks more than ever before. You get what you tolerate. Mm -hmm. And you have to put down the rules, what you tolerate, and put it down, this is what it is, and that's it. As the leader of the company, you'll have to put down, here's what you can tolerate, and here's what you can't tolerate. And you're going to get what you tolerate. I didn't come up with that. It's been around for a thousand years, but it's true. But if you don't stand up for what you tolerate, and you tolerate mediocrity, you tolerate people breaking the rules, you tolerate people breaking the culture of your company, you are letting the cancer of it continue to grow. Because that one level that you intolerated, well now that cell turns into an entire cluster. That cluster is called a cancer. The cancer goes undetected. As a leader, you can't see that because it's just there. It's a small cluster. You don't feel it. You're running your massive organization. You don't see that little cluster developing down there. That cluster now takes over that organ and that department. And that department now takes hold of that. And that department now takes heed on that. And then what it does, it, then that department, that organ can now destroy the entire company inside that. So don't be mistaken in creating your levels of tolerance understand this is what we do this is what we don't do and you've got to set it in stone and say this is this is how it works if you want to be here this is how we run this is this is the show if not this is the show you choose but this is how my organization runs my favorite thing about bob proctor and what he taught me this must have been 19, no, not 19, 2011, 11 or 12. I remember we were speaking and I said to him, so what do you do like after you're done? He's like, I was really testing him and he, and he goes, we're never done. And I said, what do you mean? And he, and he said, we're never done. You get back and you continue doing, you get up and you do it again. Um, and you do it again. And you do it again. And then you just keep doing what it is you do. And you do more of that. You do more of that. And I had dinner with Robert Allen, who some of you know um, from the real estate world. He said the same thing. John Maxwell says the same thing. You know, be that which you are. And, and Bob was the epitome of that. Right? He spoke till this dying days literally like that is the greatest testament of a life inspired to me then to me that is that is bob's a teacher robert's a teacher i'm a teacher like that doesn't matter how many businesses i build and grow and sell and do it but i'm a teacher i'm gonna teach that's what i'm gonna do you're gonna like me you're gonna hate me i'm still gonna teach be that and i think that was a big thing for me bob was a performer bob was a speaker bob was an educator uh, but he never stopped i remember seeing videos of him back when in, in the 60s around Bill Gove and he learned and never stopped he just kept on teaching so that was the biggest thing for me I think 
And he said it. He said, and his, the coolest words he said to me, he goes, you know how it is, kid. We're cut from the cloth. And I didn't know what that meant. I had to figure out what that meant. And uh, so I remember asking people, what does that mean? What does that mean? And I said, we're, we're of the same breed. We're, we teach. That's what we do. And so he saw something in me before I saw it in me, which was kind of cool. So I respected that. I respect that a lot from Bob. When you lose your identity, you don't know who you are. You're running on a sympathetic tone. And that sympathetic state is what prevents you from actually breathing. What it does as a byproduct causes high blood pressure. What it does as a byproduct of that, it causes heart issues, you know, uh, artery restrictions, all these other factors come along with it because you're in that highly stressed state. Reduce that. Once we go heal that, that'll all tone and change. And the breath will come back and you'll be able to breathe with ease. But you had lost your identity. Migraines come when you have unrealistic expectations and you lose your identity in the process. And so you, that, that's exactly what was going on, which is now, and let me just say this. If you're not breathing, you are walking your way to death. Everyone dies because of one reason. You only die because of one reason. You get diseases from other conditions and diseases from other things, but you only die because of one thing, and you die because of a lack of oxygen to the brain. Oxygen is energy. Let me say that again. Oxygen is energy. And so you need to breathe consistently. But when we're stressed, angry, frustrated, tense, pissed off at the world for taking care of us and not giving us what we want, what the we breathe? I don't need to breathe anymore, God. That's exhausting if I continue living like this. This is really tiring. But I'm going to call this life. <sighs> yeah, but I'm still angry, so I'm going to continue doing this. So I'm going to live here, and this is how I live, and this is... This is what most people call life, and they don't breathe. That's what, that's what it is. When you breathe from your chest versus your diaphragm. Breath is the life of, is the energy of life. So breathing is essentially important. So people will say all the time, should I do high, high intensity training? Should I do aerobic training? I'm going to tell you to do both. You need to do aerobic training. You need to do an aerobic training. All right. All right, everybody. I want to thank you all for being here. Thank you all for your attention. Great questions today. Great, great questions today. Really, really well done. Um, keep doing the work. You guys are doing fantastic. Any questions you have, tag me on Facebook. Um, and I will see you guys on this call in two weeks. But I'll be doing other button videos and lives inside there as well. Have an awesome day and an awesome week. I'll see you guys. Take care. If you enjoy this episode, make sure you subscribe so you're notified when the next episode is posted. Rate, review, and share this podcast with someone you think will like it. And remember, you can always find the visual version of this podcast on my YouTube channel. Just search Dr. Rewired. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you at the next perfect time. Thanks a lot.